What is going on, everybody? A tremendous Saturday afternoon to you, wherever you are listening from. It is the Todd Kaufman Show. It is the second day of April for 20 and 22. Again, a tremendous Saturday afternoon to you, wherever you are listening to us from. Thank you so much for tuning in, as you always do. If you want to uh, send me some feedback, you can do that uh, by email. You can uh, send it over at Todd M. Kaufman at att.net, K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. Just make sure you're spelling the last name right. Would love to hear your feedback, love where you're listening, or love to hear where you're listening to us from and uh, what you feel about the topics. And today is going to be uh, just kind of picking on myself a little bit. Well, not entirely, but... Uh, uh, I'm getting older. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, I'm less than a week away from turning the big four zero. You know, it. you look back at your life sometimes and you wonder, where the hell have I been? But for my life, it, there's been so much to this journey that it, it's such an incredible thing to look back on because there, there is so much to look back on. There is so much to uh, to reminisce about. There is a lot to reflect on. Uh, where I've been a kid that grew up in California. Uh, for those that, that know me, know me very, very well. Uh, my hometown is in San Diego, California, uh, lived in Fresno for a long time, went to high school there, uh, graduate of 2000. How about that? Yeah. Making myself hold, you know, what's funny, uh, and I'll get back to the story here in a second. Uh, I heard somebody say, Oh, this is old school. And I'm thinking, hell yeah. Wait a minute. That was, that song came out in 2005. Hey, <laughs> You ever had those moments where somebody said, and we did it. We did it when, when we were in high school, right? We did it when we got to the college age when we'd hear a song that was back from the eighties or seventies going, Oh yeah. Old school. And the people that were born around that time are going, Hey, it's not, it's not old school to us. And now we're saying that were songs that were made. What was the movie? Oh, it was cars. The original cars movie. Uh, we were watching that with our kids. Uh, the last week of the week before, and I find out that movie was made in like 2006 and I went, holy crap, what the hell? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it's not that the fact that my kids are getting older that makes me feel old. It's the movies and songs that are already 20 years old that make me go, holy crap. <laughs> so yeah, I turned the big four zero on uh Friday, April 8th and it's, um, uh, it's going to be very, very different. Uh, there was the original plan to uh, take an ad- what I originally wanted to do was take an adult trip with some friends. And that was always my thing. I love traveling. I love flying. I love the whole process. Some people think I'm nuts. I love getting to the airport two hours early, two and a half hours early, going through security, going to the, you know, sitting at the gate or going to get something to eat or walk around the airport. That was me. When I used to travel for work, <clears throat> that's what I always used to do. I would literally get to the airport two and a half hours early. I would get through security. I would just kind of lollygag and walk up and down the airport. Um, but there were times if I knew I needed to work, it would be three hours early. And then I would sit at the, you know, grab something, even sit at a table. And I would work for the next two hours and people watch. It's the most incredible people watching you ever want to do is at an airport. And not necessarily because all the, the baggage that people are, are carrying. And for those of you that have been around an airport, you you know as well as I do Sometimes you look around and go, what are you wearing? You're getting on an airplane with a bunch of other people. You're, are you looking for a date? Is that what you're doing? Because there's comfortable and then there's go change. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying that trying to be 
trying to be old or trying to be this crotchety dude, but sometimes you go, you walked out of the house like that. I don't know what I, if you're looking for your, your Mr. Right, okay, but good grief. Anyway, but yeah, I, I love flying. I, it's the, the one, and I tell everybody when I tell the story, <clears throat> not tell the story, but when I talk about flying, the reason I, I, I love it so much is because when I used to travel for work, it was the, you know, I used to either fly to the West coast or to the East coast. And it was the two and a half, three hours that I could shut my phone off and it was just completely me. I could watch movies. I can do what I wanted. I didn't have to check email. I didn't have to work. It was just that, that, that peaceful two and a half, three hours that I just didn't have to worry about anything going on. It, it was, and I know there's a lot of people that don't like it. And granted when I was flying for work and <clears throat> it's been a while since 2019, I believe was the last time I did any, uh, uh, corporate travel before uh, COVID hit, you know, it, it probably traveling for work would have probably not been as fun, uh, having to wear, you know, the mask that we do now, but I just, I enjoyed it. That was just the, the process. And then, you know, going, getting out of the airport, getting a rental car, uh, especially in Fresno, anybody that's ever flown to Fresno and getting a rental car, it's probably one of the easiest things to do, especially if you have like the, forget what they call it. I, I was with national, uh, rental car and I'm trying to remember, is it Emerald club? I think it's Emerald club. And you would literally walk out of the airport and the rental cars would be right there. You walk up, you choose your car, you get in and you go. It's a, it's extremely easy, but what made it harder was the later your flight, the less cars that would be available. You had to pick, <clears throat> man. <laughs> okay. If you, if you can tell that I'm kind of the, the voice is kind of coming in and out is because I coached a basketball game, not only at seven o'clock last night, but again, at 8am this morning, I'll talk about that probably on another podcast, but uh, trying to yell above noise and get the girls at first grade girls attention, get back on defense. You know, I, my voice was completely gone last night. It sounded like Darth Vader at, at Kroger with my, with my daughter last night, trying to get a couple of things on the way home. Um, but anyway, the, the earlier flight that you got going into Fresno, the better your chances were of getting the car that you want. Like I, for me, it, it, it didn't matter if I got a sedan, if I got an SUV, if I got a truck, it was the same cost. So for me, I was like, <laughs> I'm staying across the street from the airport. And granted, where I was driving was an hour south from Fresno to the Visalia area. I, I wanted something that I never, that I don't get to ride on a daily basis. And before in 2019, I was driving a Chevy Equinox. So seeing an Equinox, that wasn't going to be the first thing I was going to pick. I wanted an SUV or I wanted a truck. I was not going to do a car. Isn't it, it, you know, it really is funny since having the SUV, which I've subsequently got rid of, uh, I think it was about a year ago. And I bought the, uh, the Dodge Ram that now sits in the driveway, which I absolutely love, love my truck. Um, I never wanted to get back in a car. It was never going, you were never going to find me going out of an airport and walking to a rental car lot going, yeah, I want that Toyota Camry right over there. That look, that looks sexy. That wasn't going to be me. I wanted an SUV or I wanted a truck. So many times when I went out to the East Coast in, in the uh, state of Pennsylvania, it was always a truck or was a bigger SUV. I loved it. I, want, I, I just don't like being in a car anymore. I, call me, uh, I mean, call me what you will, but, you know, <laughs> I, just, I just don't. I can't go from an ed from a lifted truck, which I have now to, 
an SUV or down to a car. I just, I, I can't do it. You know, it's just, it's not what I, <laughs> it's not what I want to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit spoiled. You can call me that. I'm, I'm fine with that. But getting older is one of those things you, you, to me, a lot of people look back on, you know, they talk about the, um, the midlife crisis, right? I, I don't, I've not had one of those. I've not, you know, there's some people actually might say, well, your truck was kind of a midlife crisis. No, it wasn't because after my mom passed, uh, it was, you know, I just, we were looking to get rid of the Equinox and, and, you know, gas prices weren't $4 a gallon at that point. But I digress. Um, I just at that point I wanted I wanted a truck. We were ready to get rid of the SUV, and I had done a ton of research on uh, not only the Ram, but I'd done it. Actually, the the first choice that I had was the uh, my number one choice was the GMC. I wanted the Denali. And for those of you that are GMC or Chevy fans, don't get offended. I'm just just giving you my feedback here, and I know this has nothing to do with getting older, but it'll tie in. I promise. Um. But when I went to test drive the 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 GMC, it wasn't that I it, the GMC. Don't get me wrong, is sexy on the outside. The Denali with the Chrome, the AT4. I mean, just incredible vehicles, right? But when you get inside, I I just didn't get that feeling like I did when I was staring at the truck on the outside. And even when I see the Denali and the AT4, this thought goes through my head: Did I make the right choice with the Ram? Because God, they look good. they look good on the outside. But as a buddy of mine told me, I remember driving the 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 Denali, and then driving. I I went to drive the Ram the first time. It was actually the Rebel, and I was not impressed with the Rebel at all. And I was gonna. I I, I was about done at that point. And my wife goes, "Just give it another chance." It was actually not just my wife. It was actually a buddy of mine too said, hey, go drive the Ram again. Go drive the truck that you want to drive, not the Rebel, but find the one that you want. Go drive that, and then if you want to go back to the GMC, no harm, no foul. It's a great truck. You're not going to go wrong either way. And so I did. I drove the the Laramie, I think it was, and I drove another one. I can't remember what it was. Um, oh, it was the Limited, the one that's like 75, 80 grand, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that uh, for a couple different reasons. One of the reasons was I couldn't lift the truck like I wanted to because of the air ride suspension. So I'm not going to spend 75 grand and then spend another, whatever to lift it, which I couldn't do. I couldn't do more than a two inch lift. Anyway, anyway, I digress, but I just getting in the GMC. It didn't have that. I wasn't overwhelmingly excited by getting in and, and loving that truck where the Ram was not only, damn, that looks good on the outside. You get in and go, oh, yeah, okay, this is, I love this truck. And so that's what I did. I got I got the Ram, and, and of course, gas prices being what they are. <laughs> you know, I'd lift, I did a four-inch lift. I was going to do a six and got talked down to a four. But I love it. I love the truck, the tires, the wheels. I did some custom work on the inside. But it, I never saw that as a midlife crisis. It was that I never had a truck in my life. And so we made the decision, Hey, let's go ahead and do this. And it's been a great decision. Not only because it's a truck and I get to drive this every day, but the back seat is so big. It's actually become our family vehicle. My wife's SUV that we have in the garage hardly gets driven by her. She actually enjoys more times than not driving the the truck more than she does the SUV which I'm 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 more than thrilled about because you know husbands back me up 
you you know when your wife is driving the the truck and you know in the back of your mind you go okay if something happens there's less of a chance of her or your kids getting hurt in the truck than there is in the SUV right so that's kind of my thought I'm like yeah it's my truck but I would prefer that you drive that if you're taking our kids somewhere because you're safer in it it's a bigger vehicle it's lifted you know if you get in a, a wreck with a car you're probably going to win that fight you know 99.9% of the time um but there's certain things that I look at throughout my life and I look at what's to come. Now, I think I talked about in the last show about the, the, all the goals that I have taped up on my wall. Um, they're not just goals for me. They're goals for our family. They're goals for, um, you know, the, just different things. And one of them we're you know, we're looking at what's next for our family. And my wife always gets, not mad, but she gets kind of frustrated because she goes, you're always thinking about what's next. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? Like when we, we just went to Disney uh, at the end of February, we, we were there for 11 days, seven park days, and we had four days off. And as that trip started to wrap up, we started to talk about this, this thing that might be next for us. I'm not going to talk about what it is because it really doesn't matter. But we, you know, and then she goes, well, you're always can you enjoy the last day or so that we're here instead of talking about what's next? But that's always, I'm always looking forward. Okay. What's next. Okay. We, we enjoyed this trip. Okay. We had a blast at Disney, but we're going home. What's next. And it's funny because those two words actually show up on a, uh, a show that I used to watch a lot called the West wing, uh, early two thousands. And yeah, I know you're going to laugh and go oh, old school. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Beat the hell out of you. Um, but I love that show because the, uh, Martin Sheen who played the president on that, on that show, he was his character. I shouldn't say him. His character was famous for saying, okay, what's next? And him, him saying that, and he actually explained it, it and it was in frustration in one scene that he explains it. But he says, when I say what's next, it means I'm ready to move on. I'm not saying that I'm sitting here going, okay, what's next? Cause I'm ready to move on from this amazing trip. I'm saying what's next because I have to look forward because there has to be a readiness to get to that next place. When you're going, when you have a big next step in your life, when you have a a next big step for your family, there's always preparation. What do you have to do to get ready? What do you have to do in order to meet that next step? You can't just go, okay, well, oh, hey, here's what's next. And we're already there. No, that you have to start thinking about what's next because you have to prepare for what's next. So all the goals that I have up on my wall aren't necessarily because I'm about to turn 40. I've been doing this for the last probably year and a half, I guess, is when I started doing it. But it wasn't something I did because I was getting older and it's not bucket list by any stretch of the imagination. None of this. Well, I shouldn't say none of it. There's one. There's one thing taped on my wall that's actually a bucket list thing for both my wife and I that that we want to accomplish. But the rest of it is things that we want to accomplish. They're not bucket list things. They're things that we want to accomplish. You know, one of them, and I'll, I'll just give you a few. One of them that's taped up says podcast at least three times a week. It, it's a it's a goal that I want to that I want to get to. I want to obtain. It keeps me. Okay, I want to do this three times a week. Okay, I need to pick the days. Okay, It's a preparation. Everything that we do, you have to prepare to be able to do it. 
You can't just jump into it. When you go for an interview for a job, you don't, you don't jump in it not knowing the company, the position, what they're paying. You have a preparation that goes into it, right? In everything we do and everything that's next in our lives, we have to prepare for it. Yes, there are things in our lives that we aren't prepared for. Losing my mom to cancer wasn't anything that I was prepared for. It wasn't, I I shouldn't say that. There was a certain aspect of being prepared for that because we knew that she was diagnosed in 2019. We knew it was stage four. We knew that we'd gotten a call over Thanksgiving that she had been in the hospital and been told by doctors to go home and for lack of better wording, prepare to die, I guess. Because it was the, there's nothing more that we can do for you. Go home and make yourself comfortable. And that's essentially what it was. But I was not prepared for how quickly that day would come. From Thanksgiving, she passed on December 7th of 2020. I was not prepared for that call. I was prepared to have my mom for at least another three to six months. I didn't have her for another three weeks. It It was less than three weeks. I was not prepared for that. So there's things in our lives that we can't prepare for, but then things that you can prepare for, there's ultimately those things we look at at what's next. Okay. How do you prepare for those things? And so at 40 years old, I start to prepare for that, that, that big step that our family is getting ready to take because that big step is going to set us up for the next 10 or 15 years. And that's a big thing for us. Because over the last six, seven years, it's been three years in this house, two years in that house. We moved into an apartment for six months to finish waiting on the build of this house that we're currently in. And even though the market's going crazy, my wife had brought up, well, you know, do we think, you know, she started that, excuse me, a little panic of, well, should we sell the house right now and just find an apartment, you know, for the next year and just get as much as we can out of the house right now? I said, no, I'm not doing that. Because the last time we did, the last time we moved into an apartment was for six months. And for most of that six months, not only was I sick, but so was Carrie. And so were our kids almost the entire time. I'm almost convinced there was mold coming out of that AC unit because we have never been that sick that much in our entire lives. From our kids to our marriage to be that sick for that long. It was not just us. There had, there was something in the walls or something coming out of the AC unit because even my dad, who doesn't get sick at all, in every visit my dad has had to the the three, the, this is our third house that we've had our, our kids in, in the visits that he's done over the, the years in those three houses, he has never once gotten sick. Not once. And he's usually here every three or four, you know, every three or four months he'll make a trip out and he's here for a week, possibly two. So out of those trips, you're talking about more than a dozen trips in three different houses. He has not once gotten sick while he's been here. And he makes a trip to the apartment that we were staying in while we were finished waiting for the build, waiting, waiting for the build to finish. And my dad gets really sick and that didn't happen. And that told me, okay, this isn't just us. This one apartment that we were in not only knocked down my wife, myself, our kids, but it knocked my dad pretty good. And that just doesn't happen. My dad doesn't really get sick that often, if at all. But you know, there's so many other things that I want to accomplish, even though I'm turning 40 and even though I look forward to um, a Saturday with some incredible people who I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to spending a couple hours with. Um, 
I look forward to what's next, not what is going to happen 40 years from now. But I look forward to what's going to happen a year from now. I look forward to what's going to happen two years from now. Because I want to be able to not... Well, check the box, essentially. I want to be able to check the box on this one particular goal that we have for the next year. And actually, that checkbox might happen sooner than that because we have a... Uh, something that happens over the next month or two that that we're preparing for to make a decision. And, you know, for those of you kind of following along, you're kind of listening going, okay, I think I know what's going on. Um, but it, it's we're in the prepare mode of what's going to happen. It's not necessarily that it has to happen. It doesn't have to happen. But making this happen, helping it happen, preparing for it to happen We'll set our family up for the long run, and that's exactly the goal that we wanted. And it's one of the goals up on the wall is to set our family up for the next 10, 15 years so the kids can get settled and have somewhere to be for the long run. We're excited about it, but it's in God's hands. I I have learned to trust God in in, in every aspect of my life, not necessarily... Are there times that I go, God, I can probably make this happen on my own, and it <laughs> never really happens that way? Um, it's like the movie uh, Evan Almighty. That scene where Morgan Freeman is talking to uh, Evan, or Morgan Freeman playing God, trying to, uh, 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 is it David Carell? Something like that. I, maybe I got that wrong. But Morgan Freeman is talking to him, and, and uh, Evan says, you know, that wasn't in my plans. And Morgan Freeman starts like your plans. Ha ha. That's just, ha, you know, he's, I mean, just laughing hysterically at him. And that's kind of been my relationship with God. I, I have these, these plans and sometimes they don't happen that way. And God consistently reminds me, it's not, it's the path that I lay out in front of you. Stop trying to deviate from it and trust. Just continue to walk. I know you want something, son, just continue to walk and watch where that path leads. I miss my mom every single day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't. My daughter has broken into tears more times than I can count because her being the oldest, she had a great relationship with my mom and she was not prepared. We, neither one, you know, we didn't get to say goodbye. We didn't make we didn't get to make that flight home to San Diego to say goodbye because we weren't told that it had gotten that point. We actually talked to her the night before and we just thought she was, you know, she was extremely tired, which wasn't out of the norm. We just didn't see that coming. But sometimes in life, you don't just keep walking the path. Trust me, keep walking the path and let's figure out where it leads. Let's wait to see where it leads. It will be foggy every single step, but that's if you can see every single goal that God has laid out for you, we probably wouldn't work as hard to get to him. We probably sit with our, our thumbs to it and go, okay, in two years, you're going to put us here. So I'm just going to sit here, God, and let, you know, I'll let you go ahead and, and do that two years from now. But it's not seeing it that makes us work even harder, that makes us anticipate it, that makes us look forward to it. And for our family, that's exactly what we're going through right now. If it happens, awesome. If it doesn't, there's something greater coming. And that's just kind of how I look at it. Turning 40 isn't impossible. It's not anything I'm sad about. I'm excited for what's coming with our family because it's not an age. It's the experiences I get to have with my family. And that's the most important thing that I can have. And I hope as 
you guys listen to this and as you guys get a year older or two years older, three years older, you're watching your kids grow up, understand, take it day by day and enjoy those moments that you have with your wife, with your husband, with your kids, with your family and be in those moments because they are so incredible. And I'll tell you, being able to coach my daughter in basketball, even though there's an internal struggle with me that I feel like I'm failing these girls because we're just not playing well right now. It's a reminder of continue to walk the path, walk it the same way every single day, go back to practice on Monday, be a teacher, be a leader, be a guardian, be a coach, go into the next game, watch these grow. Some of these girls haven't played this game ever. There's going to be growing pain, son. Continue to walk the path, continue to trust where it leads and watch the goals that continue to add up. It may be hard right now, but it gets easier as you go. Just keep walking. Man, getting older is awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Have a great Saturday, everybody. I'm sorry to wrap the show like that on, a, on that kind of note, but I hope that resonated. I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend. Have a great week ahead. Man, this is going to be an awesome week, I'll tell you. Love the month of April. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's my birthday, but uh, I also share my birthday with my wife. Yes, my wife and I have the exact same birthday, two years apart. Even though it may not be fun because we can't surprise each other, uh, it's it's a blast to share that day with my best friend. So I'm looking forward to it. Again, have a great weekend, everybody. Have a great week ahead. And as we always say, be kind, be focused, but above all, be great. And we will catch you on the flip side. So long.